the end of sex is in the movie theaters, Vampire Survivor is soon being an animated TV show, and we talk about Pornhub going dark in Utah on this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen. Another another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week, another episode of another digital citizen. I almost said the old show's name, and it's like over four years ago since we did it. Uh, hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. I think it's more than four four years. I want to say we're coming up on seven years. Five, Five six. I think it's seven. I think in September it's going to be seven year uh, anniversary of the podcast. I think it's six. Uh, I mean, we can do the. Let me. Okay, do so the 120 episodes. So 62 is one year, right? Uh, 395. There's 52, oh, 52. 52 weeks in a year. So 395 yes. divided by 52 is. What? 2,000... No. 20,000... Well, that's not right. No, that's not correct. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Did you multiply it? <laughs> oh, I multiplied it. I, I... <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like you multiplied it. <laughs> I, I, was, I was... I totally hit the thing on the Google calculator, and it... Yeah, I just that's hit the right. wrong button. Yeah, 7 point... Five. Oh my god, we're going on eight years. Oh my god, eight years? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. We're at 7.596153846615 yeah. uh, mm-hmm. years right now. At mm. this on at this um current episode. And actually <laughs> I buy like a uh, college rule like subject type like <sighs> notebook to write down you know mm-hmm. notes and things that I want to talk about on the show it's mm-hmm. got like a to-do list and things like that and I next uh, week is the last of this 180 page college rule notebook <laughs> that I have yeah. two others of that I've done the show <laughs> with and this one starts at episode 231 actually oh my god and believe it or not, the, this was the week we were watching Devs Episode 1. That was a great show. Remember oh Devs? Oh my god, I love that show. And the Corey Such Feldman documentary came out that week. Oh my Remember god. when that... It was very oh sad god. documentary, actually. Oh, that he br- so came out with himself sad. and like everybody yeah. basically denied that it happened. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, Episode 231, which was... Uh, oh my god, so long ago at this point. In a galaxy far, far away. Did we have a main topic still? Let me let me look. Uh, yes, Edgar Casey. We talked about uh, you, mm. who was like a uh, psychic from the nineteen sixties. Yeah, I remember. Who like him. predicted? Yeah. He was like the Nostradamus of the sixties, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we did oh, another digital long. review of Onward. What is Onward? Let me look that up. 
I think Onward? that was a cartoon. I think that's Disney a cartoon from Disney. Yeah. yeah. Onward. I I seem to remember some like troll looking things. Oh yeah, it was the blue guy, and there was yeah. The... The blue troll, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commuter. It wasn't that bad. It was okay. I don't. I don't think I ever saw this movie. Hmm. Two teenage elf's brothers live in a suburban fantasy world. That, that was it. Yes, mm -hmm. elves. That was what it was. Yeah. It uh, says March kind of six, two thousand twenty. Mm -hmm. So that's like the date that that episode probably uh, came out. What a few days. After that, five like four mm -hmm. or five days after that, yeah, yeah. I find it strange of like, uh, uh, so some sometimes I I go and listen back to like, um, especially episodes like where we try to like uh, <laughs> predict what we will like in the next year, like uh, when we like talk about like TVs and movies. That we're looking forward to the next. Oh year. sure, the beginning of the that year stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that is so funny to like go like two three years uh, back and like listen to what we were <laughs> thinking would be good TV shows then or movies. Yeah, totally. And then go back and like, hmm, did I like that movie or did I like that TV show? Yeah. You know who the main voice actor was in Onward? Um, I want to say, uh, um, maybe I'm like thinking it, uh, uh, would do with Smurfs. Let me say it's a reference to somebody who is a voice actor in something very big in the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, is it, uh, Brad, uh, yeah, uh, not Brad Pitt, but, uh, uh, yeah, the guy from Super Mario. Yes. He was the lead. Chris Pratt was the lead character as a voice actor in this, as well as Tom Holland oh. was the other the two brothers in this. So, I don't remember that. I think yeah. that's weird that Chris Pratt as like a voice actor was in this, and then um... to to be honest, I don't think I have seen it then. I thought I did, but I, it, it could be that their color, like because I know I watched the Smurfs. Not a good movie. And it kind of was their version of the Smurf, wasn't it? Um, it's Smurf-esque looking. Yeah. But I would not say it's Smurf-like. No. In the sense that, like, looking. the story is different. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Onward is notable for featuring Disney and Pixar's first openly gay character. Mm. The fact that it has not... That, and that fact has not gone down well in some mis Middle Eastern countries. Mm. Uh, one of the female <laughs> characters in this, Officer Spectre, refers to her woman partner in conversation. Uh, so yeah, there's one character who had one female character who had a wife, and they were like really upset about that. <sighs> yeah, and now the Santos is suing Disney. I think, yeah, this all, like, <laughs> it all connects, right? It all connects. <laughs> Did you see that, by the way? We don't have it in news. Um, it's, been, it's been a thing for weeks and weeks. It's not something that's yeah. even worth talking yeah. about because it's just, yeah. uh, it's uh, putting for his, you know, sycophantic, ridiculous uh, followers more than anything else. Whatever do you mean? The Santa's being a weirdo? How dare you? 
It says Pixar's latest animation <laughs> onward was banned in Middle Eastern countries because of refer references to lesbian parents. So yeah, um, it was banned in Qatar, Kuwait, Omani, mm. and Saudi Arabia. So yeah, uh, Florida, similar to those places. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Maybe we will one day find out that the Santos is not a Christian but a Muslim. Oh, right? Be funny. There's like a weird uh, coming together of those crazy, like, especially after you look at what happened with, what's his name? Um, Tate? Yeah, Tate turning Muslim. Mm. It's like, yeah, there's a weird connection of those things. I've, no, I've noticed that people, a lot of people lately have been blaming things like, the manosphere or like red pill pill people and saying like look how mm -hmm. terrible these men are for having these views all of those men that are like red pilled or on that they're all religious in some way mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i'm always like why are we blaming the religion that they're clearly espousing the views from instead mm -hmm. of blaming specifically yeah. well not even just them because then you blame all other men uh, for just in general, like men are men are the problem when actually the religion that mm. these people are following is the problem, right? There is this British uh, radio host I like to listen to uh, that has a show on LBC in Britain uh, called James O'Brien. Um, and he uh, has some compla uh, compilations on on YouTube, where he like talks to people that are like, uh, like he was very against Brexit. Uh, I find him his views very interesting. Like even though I was uh, principally very for that the UK was like going out of of uh, EU and things like that. It, I find his views kind of like interesting because he's very like on the left side of British politics. Uh, um, yeah, and and most of those were against uh, Brexit. Um, and uh, but uh, like lately, I have listened to him like talk to like uh, ex-Trump supporters that talk about like how they have changed uh, their view on him and they like almost say that like it's like going from a cult and that's like how it is I a feel cult like yeah it is a cult yeah and i i feel i feel like uh and he says very like often he says like don't blame the people in the cult blame the cult leaders and I think that's like very important to remember when you fight with your aunt on Facebook about uh, DeSantis or Disney or whatever. They don't have the clarity you clearly have. And sometimes you really have to think about that most of the people that are like in that hemisphere don't have the resources you have because guess what they uh, watch Newsweek. they uh, listen to to right-wing politics radio they they love uh, rush limbaugh they yeah so so it's like 
sometimes I feel like it's very easy to say, oh, those people are stupid. But it, it's nothing, uh, there's nothing to do with intelligence. It's just to do with resources and like how integrated into the cult you are. I think there's a problem with calling out uh, religious beliefs currently where people are mm. afraid to call out religious beliefs specifically as an issue and so they mm -hmm. revert to calling other things the problem where yeah. I think what it all started with was like there was a big atheist surge online what mm -hmm. ten, 10 years ago at this point right? Um, right and that got almost mixed in in a way on the internet to like the same way people treat vegans where it's like yeah. oh my god you're uh vegans are annoying because they are so preachy right and so right and atheism almost became the same way where people are like mm -hmm. atheists are just so preachy we like stop uh, degrading people for believing what they want to believe in even though sometimes believing right. in those things is actually killing people right yeah and harm harmful for the society right and so now we have people like Andrew Tate who are not he does he's not hiding behind religion he's outright like saying these things that are coming right. from a religious perspective yeah, and nobody can call him out cover yeah. and no, well nobody can call him out on those religious things because they then those people would be called oh well, why are you denigrating his... Why are you being that annoying atheist kind of thing? Right. Yeah. And I think we've lost that, especially in the online uh, debates of, like, I what's right totally and what's agree. wrong morally and things like that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like, if we can't call yeah, somebody out for their religious beliefs, especially if they're, right. like, a politician or something, like, what it... Like, yeah. what What's left at that point but calling them out uh, for their gender or something like that right but uh yeah so not this weekend but the weekend before this uh weekend that was so like 14 days plus uh days ago there was something called debate con i bought some like online tickets uh for it uh, okay and uh i think it was four discussions uh yeah uh i watched uh Four discussions and two of the, the last ones were very very interesting um, uh, the first one was uh, Christian uh, against, the, against the Muslim talking about uh, if the uh, marriage of the Prophet Muhammad's uh, marriage to Aisha at age uh, eight or six or whatever it was was moral and the other one was eight an atheist against a, a Muslim talking about Islam being uh, moral. Two very interesting. Uh, no, it was something about child marriage in that one. Oh, is child marriage uh, moral or something like I that? I feel like why are we even debating those topics? <laughs> right. And I, 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 I caught myself thinking exactly the same. Uh, uh, because it's like you give... Um, you give stage to people that uh, kind of like are spewing uh, a lot of like rhetoric that some people, I'm not saying all, but some people will find very convincing and therefore will go that way and do s stupid and wrong things. I've, I find like sometimes like discord and like uh, talk about 
things in an open forum it's it's a little like saying like oh you should have a nazi on your podcast why should we have a nazi on the podcast oh because it's more dangerous that they keep like uh, um, uh, hidden in an internet forum okay you could say that but also if we we would allow someone to spew that we would be responsible for uh, having their rhetoric uh, I, but I think there given it, to there is like a a level of like if a specific person with white supremacist beliefs are is coming out with like a new take on some specific issue then mm. that person maybe needs to be in a debate right mm -hmm. so I guess my point is like Nazis everybody agrees are bad uh, well Except sne yeah. Sneeko. Well, not <laughs> Except for Sneeko. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, even that's not really a thing anymore. But I, as far as, like, Nazis compared to, let's say, Christians, which Christians yeah. is a big category. There's lots of different types of Christians. There's lots yeah. of different types of white supremacists. So, it, yeah. But you can always go after somebody for being a racist. You can never yeah. go... A, against somebody for being a Christian or it's there those two are equivalent and sometimes coexist together oh yeah You're right so yeah I mean a lot of people are like oh Hitler was a atheist no he was a hardcore Catholic <laughs> like that's a, a weird thing to come with anyways now we have talked a lot now so that we've uh, alienated as many people as possible in the opening segment of this <laughs> podcast, let's talk about the news. No, but, but okay, if you disagree, hey, send the podcast uh, thingy thing to another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Tell us what we're wrong about, and yeah, maybe we will uh, talk about it on the podcast. You can come on and spew almost every view. If you are a Nazi, uh, I'm sorry, you're not that welcome here. But uh, yeah, if you're a Christian, we will talk to you. I think more yeah, th course. this week I just got I tired and sick of people saying that, oh, this red pill person, this manosphere right. person, this, and hearing, but every time I hear them, the people they're talking about, all those people are coming out as either, uh, they're saying exact same talking points as, you know, right-wing evangelical Christians. It's like the same yeah. talking points, and yet we're calling them two different things. It's very strange. Hmm. Yeah. But... Anyways, let's talk about the news. <laughs> I'm not sure how we got into that conversation, but... We'll have to anyway, listen back, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> United States. Uh, let's talk about the country you live in. The, uh, the country of the free, isn't that the thing? Um, US uh, sent nuclear submarines in new pledge to protect South Korea? Joe Biden. In South Korea's Yoon Suk Yeol mm. unveiled a plan Wednesday to counter North Korea's nuclear threat, with the U.S. leader issuing a blunt warning that such an attack would result in end of whatever, in the end of whatever regime took such action. 
a new nuclear deterrence effort, calls for a periodical docking of U.S. nuclear-armed submarines in South Korea for the first time in decades, bolstering training between the two countries. The declaration was unveiled as Biden hosts Yoon for a state visit uh, at the, a moment of heightened anxiety over increased ballistic missile tests in North Korea. Um, yeah, Biden and Yoon aides have been working on details of a plan for months and agreed that occasionally, and very clear demonstrations of strength, the U.S. extend deterrence capability needed to be a central aspect of the agreement, according to the three senior Biden administration officials who briefed hmm. reporters. The officials said that so-called Washington Declaration was designed to ally South Korean fears over the North Korean aggression. So, mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're sending military nuclear submarines to South Korea. I'm not sure I like that. I think this is also, in a way, kind of a show of force to China, and we're not right. really... We're not saying it in that way, but, you know, this is the Cold War re-footing uh, itself in the world stage, I believe. It definitely feels like that, yeah. It's like, it, who are the bad guys? North Korea, right. Cuba, yeah. China, yeah. Russia. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. these are. this is the Cold War all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not sure. I I like that way of thinking. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I'm principally uh, against this, if I may say so. It says here though that Biden said coordination between U.S. and, and the South Korea Koreans remain crucial in the face of increased North Korean threats. The president repeated the U.S. remains open to substantial talks with the North without preconditions. So. Hmm. Remember how open to talks the U.S. was when Donald Trump went and had discussions? Because the news media didn't yeah. seem super open to that at the time, if I remember. If I remember correctly, I think you are 110% correct. But uh, yeah, no, it feels, it feels um, kind of um, wrong. Yeah, wrong yeah, was the word I was looking for. It just makes me think of the game Risk. <laughs> oh, yeah. And how if you spread yourself too thin militarily yes. across uh, yes. across the world, eventually you as, a, as the player is going to be defeated, you know? Yeah. Like we're going, a, we're clearly going yeah. after Russia right now. We're clearly going yeah. after Iran, if you haven't noticed what's going on down there. We're clearly mm -hmm. going after China uh, because of computer chips in Taiwan, and now we also are defending South... Like, we want to get in a world war, it seems like. We're just, like, yeah. we're edging for it, literally. Hot take? Uh, Risk isn't that good a game. It's it's about as fun as Monopoly. Uh, hot take? Monopoly isn't that good either. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm saying, like, they're very... <laughs> Classically played games. They're not necessarily fun, but they waste a lot of time if you're bored, I suppose. That's true. Uh, so, have, um, have you played more games of Risk or more games of Monopoly in your life and actually finished the game? That's a good question. I would say uh, I probably Monopoly. played more games of Monopoly, yeah. 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 
I think I think in general, uh, Monopoly is more popular. That's true, I guess. It's just more yeah. well-known. I probably played, like, three games of Risk and finished them in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, I played more games than than you have Risk then. <laughs> and finished That's... them, because I probably started more games. Oh, yeah, no, Risk. and finished them. Right. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I I do agree that it's... it's very I think it's similar, though, in the way that, like... I've started a lot of games of Monopoly, yeah. not finished as many of them. Right. <laughs> True. So, what is it with United States fucking obsession with mysterious balloons? Uh, it says the Defense Department and the Federal Aviation Administration have been tracking a balloon that was flying off the coast of Hawaii last week. But mm, defense of officials said does. yesterday, Tuesday, there's no indication it is connected to China or any other U.S. adversary. Mm. And that it presents no threat to aviation or national security. Why are we tracking it, then? The balloon was first yeah. detected by radar on Friday. Uh, the defense officials say the balloon was floating around 36,000 feet and did not fly over any critical defense or infrastructure sites. After determining the balloon okay. presented no threat to people on the ground or aviation over Hawaii, the military took no action to bring it down, said the officials... Um, the latest balloon sighting comes three months after officials shot down the Chinese spy balloon that crossed over Alaska, which we also mm -hmm. know before it crossed over Alaska, crossed over Hawaii. So mm -hmm. that's, I think, why this is uh, a story, obviously. I mean, I think the, I think the similarities are very clear. Uh, clearly, the balloon wanted a vacation in Alaska. Hawaii, I mean. It, it, the balloon, right. It feels like uh, this is going to be in the most weird analogy uh, to something ever, and most people aren't going to okay. be able to relate. But I, f I feel like I'm the really U.S. I'm looking forward to this now. Right. I feel like the U.S. <laughs> is like that uh, uh, pot dealer you met in high school who's afraid that okay. the cops are going to come arrest him. Okay. And that they, that there's a balloon, like, he sees a balloon flying outside, and he's like, oh my god, there's a balloon! Like, <laughs> that's the U.S. right now. Does that analogy make sense to you? Where, like, everything outside is just terrifying, because <laughs> they know they're, they're the one doing something wrong, right? Of all weird <laughs> analogies. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, it, it makes a total sense. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it didn't make sense. It you, they, little, it's like they're yeah. looking outside and seeing all the scary things, even though th yeah. like they're the one in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, what I see from this um, mysterious balloon thing, and all the other balloon things, really. Well, we both agree that you're in the wrong, so at least... I, yeah, I don't, I don't know in this case if we're in the wrong. Obviously, it's probably just a fucking balloon. Probably. But it's yeah. just like, um... I'm going to guess, yes, you are in the wrong, because uh, 98 other times you have been... <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. I, that, that's, yes. I mean, that's an accurate statement, I suppose. Well, what is wrong with it? <laughs> tell, tell me a time when 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 you attacked another country and it was uh, the correct thing to do. It's been many years since World War mm -hmm. Two, right? So yes, yeah. 
I think that was the last time. I think oh, so. Oh, don't forget about Vinland. That was a great success. That was such a good idea. Yeah, that in Afghanistan and Iraq and yeah, uh, yeah. Libya and yeah, it, it, we yeah. Mm-hmm. So the CIA director and Noam Komsky named in Epstein's private calendar. Uh, I like Noam Komsky, so. It's a little weird, um, but the Central Intelligence Agency's director uh, was named, as well as several high-profile academic scholars, in Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar, documents Mm -hmm. obtained by Wall Street Journal. Several previously unnamed figures may may have met with Epstein in 2008 when he pleaded guilty, this is after, I should say, pleading guilty to soliciting and procuring minors for prostitution. So anybody who did any research into this guy, when they when these meetings were supposed to happen, again, right. we don't have any proof that these meetings actually did happen. This is just a book of meetings that were, like, potential meetings, okay? The uh, Wall Street Journal reported okay. names of a number of people in Epstein's calendar who had not previously been identified in his little black book, which is now public. Among the names listed in Epstein's calendar were current CIA director William Burns, scholar Noam Chomsky, Bard College President Leon Posten, and top Goldman Sachs lawyer Catherine Romler. The Wall Street Journal could not verify that all meetings reported in Epstein's calendar had ever even taken place. The purpose of most of these meetings was not listed and being named in the calendar is not an indicator of any sort of crime or connection to a crime. So. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I I do think that it's kind of weird. <clears throat> well, we don't have any proof that any of it actually took place. But what we're, what's right. to be understood is that Chomsky specifically met with Epstein to talk about uh, political, uh, you know, things that any anybody would want to talk to Noam Chomsky about. Uh, right, yeah, because he's a uh, smartass. Yeah. The one weird part is that the supposed dinner that happened, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. uh, the other person that supposedly was, you know... Uh, involved in this dinner um, Mm -hmm. was Woody Allen was the other oh so Epstein Woody Allen and Noam Chomsky walk into a bar that's the beginning of a joke yeah (laughs) I would I would say I find it more plausible and kind of um, not that strange that uh, uh uh, Woody Allen would be interested in uh, in kids. Uh, he has kind of a history with that. Like I said, we don't have any proof that any of this actually happened, right? Allegedly, by the way. Of yeah, course. all this is yes. alleged. Uh, yes. Because, like I said, this is a meeting calendar. There's no proof mm-hmm. that any of these meetings actually took place, but they were scheduled. Right. That, right. It's different than the little black book in the sense that the black book shows that these contacts were important and mm, more than likely were in that book because 
those contacts were being used in some way. Where right a sketch a calendar uh, of meeting with somebody doesn't necessarily show like a uh, collusion with that person. Where the black book more more d- does right. right. But it's kind of witch. I think the worst part is that all these people met with him after he had already been convicted of being right. a, a sexual predator. Um, yeah. But I think any any of those people could also be like, well, I just didn't research. Because at that time, in 2008, it was still considered like a, a 100% conspiracy, all the Epstein Island. All, like now, looking back at it, but at the time, if you were to say anything about Epstein, you would be called a right-wing conspiracy theorist. So you got to consider the the way it was looked at at, at the time. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I I uh, saw a documentary. Uh, well, it was kind of a like funny documentary. Uh, about the goop lady. What was her name again? Gwyneth um, Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow. There we go. Uh, on YouTube this week. And uh, how she had a very like close relationship to... to uh, um, gosh. Uh, the guy that... Uh, the film producer. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yes, him. And uh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> she even dedicated her Oscar win to him. And I was like, oh, that hasn't aged good. Yeah, at all. Like, yeah, like I said, um, I, I think that's the same uh, Harvey Weinstein. I think is who you may yes, be Harvey talking Weinstein, about. Yes. yes, thank you. Yeah, when you look back, there's lots of people who are probably like, oh, this guy's he's so amazing. He's made such yeah. amazing movies. Uh, and they hung out with him and went to dinner with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a certain level of more accountability in this situation because he had already been convicted and then they still went and met oh. this guy. Right. Oh. So Epstein had already been convicted of being a yeah. pedophile, basically, and they still mm. were like, "Oh, let's go meet with this guy and have dinner and yeah, hang let's, out." Let's be friends. <laughs> Where the Harvey Weinstein thing yeah. it, 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 was be long before, yeah. But I think the other thing is everybody knew with the Harvey Weinstein, like it was a, yeah. it was an open secret. But I think that was the same with Epstein. It's like we've even yeah. seen this week that people at um, Morgan. Chase or whatever the bank is, uh, they they were in these same documents. It was revealed that they were openly talking about how oh this is what Epstein like he likes young girls he like it mm-hmm. was an open secret that lots of people knew about. Hmm. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my like view of it. Ugh. Uh. What is also a little uh, Russian Navy ship photographed near uh, Nord Stream pipelines before blast. This could be absolutely a nothing burger. A Russian vessel, a Russian Navy vessel specialized, specializing in submarine operation was photographed near the Nord Stream gas pipelines just prior to the mysterious September blast, according to a Danish newspaper. 
The prosecutor's mm. leading uh, Sweden's investigation into the sabotage confirmed the existence. Uh, what does this say? Confirmed the existence of the Hitherote publicly unknown photographs. I don't know what that means. The newspaper said that the submarine rescued sh rescue ship S750 was photographed in the Baltic Sea four days before oh, the still... S 150. Oh, before the still unexplained explosions and the pipeline linking Russia to Germany. The ship carries, carries a mini-submarine. The Danish military confirmed that 26 photos of the Russian vessel were taken from Danish patrol boat in the zone located in the east of Bornholm on September 22nd, 2022. The Danish military has not responded for a request for comment. Hmm. I wonder why. Probably they are hiding something, right? Uh, they don't want to respond for comment. You're always hiding Why something. is this just coming out now? Well, why I didn't... If, if they've had these pictures since September... Of yeah. 2022, it's almost like they're lying or something. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that that ship wasn't <laughs> in that area and was photographed. I'm saying, sure, if right. it was relevant, it feels a little convenient. Is that okay? To if say? it was relevant to the investigation, it would have come up a lot yes. sooner than now. Is my thought. Yes. Um, but the New York it Times reported in March that U.S. officials had. New intelligence that indicated that a pro-Ukrainian group was responsible for the involvement, uh, with for involvement, but without Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's involvement. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they're we're trying to blame it on Russia, or at least the Danish uh, intelligence is saying it's possible it was Russia that blew up their own pipeline. Yeah. I don't really see the logic in that. I think it's funny because when this first happened, you were all behind thinking that it was Russia that did it to themselves. Yeah. And I think you've done a serious 180 on that. In, I have, definitely, yeah. I mean, is there any, one specific like piece of evidence that you could cite that you're like, okay, that is pretty obvious, or or not? Or is it like a... Uh, no, it's more logic. <laughs> that's that's the boring answer, but right. it's true. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense for them to blow yeah. up their own pipeline, right? Yes. Okay. It, it's more like uh, that doesn't really sound like a thing I would have done if I was Russia. I mean, this definitely goes against the theory that it was the U.S. Um, and Norway working and Norway. together. Yeah, but I think we need to, you know, even if. When these kind of things come out, it's important to report on them so that in the future, if something else comes out, we can go, oh, well, do you remember this? So, yeah. Right. Me personally think that uh, it's more plausible uh, with Norway and uh, and the states like uh, working together with it, but that's totally an, an antidote. A antidote? What do you call it? Uh, anecdotal, I think is what you're trying to anecdotal. say. Anecdotal, thank you. I think that's what it's you're trying almost, to say. Yes, it was. It's almost like I'm Norwegian or something. Yeah, it's almost like almost. you blow up pipelines or something. <sighs> okay, I said I would stop, okay? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to tell anyone. <laughs> if, Bill, I 
It's, it's just one, Luke. It was just the one pipeline. Yeah. Come on. Don't, don't tell any, everybody. It's just like... It, I thought that was a secret between you and me. Gosh. Uh, but yeah. Um, hey. If you want to fap and you are in uh, Utah, uh, good luck uh, doing that to Pornhub. Because Pornhub has blocked all users in Utah in protest of the state's online verification law that is set to go in effect on Wednesday. This was reported by Vice, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. Vice in a minute. But users trying to access Pornhub from Utah won't be able to access any content and will instead see a message read to them by adult performer Sherry DeVille explaining why the site has been the site has been shut down in their state. I've never heard of Sherry DeVille ever. Me neither. Uh, maybe she's like a newer porn actor or something because yeah, we're old school. I guess so. <laughs> she must be in contract with Pornhub, right? If she's like the spokesperson sure. for this kind of thing, so I am. She's got to be big, even though I've never heard of her. I I have no clue. Uh, I watched the video uh, that they posted on Vimeo. I don't know if I you watched it. I also watched that the video. I yeah. was thinking we'd watch it, but it's pretty bland and boring as yeah. far as she's just she is just pointing out like okay, these are the reasons where um not doing not allowing people to to find this because it says here Utah previously required pornographic sites to put up a warning label. But this law takes it a, a step further. The online pornographic viewing age requirement, which Utah Governor Spencer Cox signed into law in March, forces companies to verify the ages of users using a, using a digital identification card approved by the state. So mm. they're saying you basically need to get Twitter blue to go on to Pornhub. <laughs> I think it's funny that I would I would love to see them working together on this. <laughs> I think it's funny because these are the same no, people no. who are probably if you were to be like uh, talk about the credit score in China, right? Like the what are they social credit score? These people would yeah, be all against that. Score, yeah. But this yeah. is basically the exact. You have to you have to identify it's yourself with like yeah, your it's not state idea. The, yeah, it's not basically the same. It's entirely the same. Yeah, it's super similar, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I guess we. This is a, Sorry, go ahead. Hmm? Yeah, no, I I just think this is a, is a kind of a weird thing for like, I understand Utah is mostly Mormons, but uh, that's what like, I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. I well. I think that is where the law is coming from, is from a religious oh, standpoint, right? Um, oh, definitely. And it's a state law, so that makes sense. It's just... Um, but it's, it's still stupid. This kind of uh, censorship of the internet is like a, an ongoing battle that's going to be increasing more and more. Yes, it's coming from Utah because it's incredibly religious, but guess what? The right. entire country is also mostly crazy religious people. So we're going to see this in other states, I guarantee you. Whatever do you mean Donald Trump won in 2016? Right. Yeah. I have no clue what you mean Donald Trump won in 2016. Um... Talking about jerking off, 
if we don't do that, but uh, you donate it, uh, have you ever donated sperm to a sperm bank? No. Yeah, me neither. Because guess what? I don't want copies of me out there. Honestly, if they actually yeah. gave you... Uh, maybe they give you money, but if they give you a sizable amount of money to do it here, I would yeah. probably do it, but I'm... I don't have any desire to right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you think... What do you think the upper limit for, like, having kids as a donor should be? Um, did we talk about this in the... I think we talked about this at some point in the past, right? I have no clue. I want to say we talked about this story because uh, I think we talked about it in the Jeremy round or something, but there was a man who was suspected of having more than 550 children through sperm <laughs> yeah. do do donations. And That's a lot. A Dutch judge has uh, stopped him from donating in the latest fertility scandal to rock the Netherlands. The man identified in Dutch media as only Jonathan M. was taken to a court by a foundation protecting the rights of donors and their children by the mother of one of the children allegedly fathered from his sperm. Dutch clinical guidelines say donors should not father more than 25 children in 12 family, but judges say the man helped produce between 550 and 600 children since 2007. Obviously, the big problem here would be... Uh, inbreeding, obviously? Like, you may be... If this guy had 600 children, like, let's say, all in the same town, and you didn't know that uh, somebody you're attracted to was your... Technically, your, like, stepsister, that could be a huge issue. Yeah. I also think I, I think there should be an upper or upper limit around like ten. So I'm a little like I'm a little spooked that he was allowed to get five hundred and fifty. Like I said, the, their upper limit right now is twenty five children in twelve families. That's like the Dutch guidelines currently, right? Uh, hold on. So twenty five kids in one family. Twelve families. Oh, what is that? That is more than 450 now. No, 20, Dutch guidelines, let me repeat it. Dutch clinical yeah. guidelines say a donor should not yeah. father more than 25 children in 12 families. That means 2.02 oh, 2. Like, uh, right. children yes, per yes. family. Yes, right. yes. I, I thought you meant that the law was that he could have 25 kids in 12 families. And I was like, that sounds a little too much. No, the exact opposite of that, yes. Yes, I, now I understood. Yes, I'm stupid. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. Well, I, I guess uh, my yeah. suggestion is just send this guy to Utah. <laughs> because it'd be a lot more difficult for him there, right? I mean, that's just a logical conclusion to both of these articles that we just read. 
Uh, also, that's kind of funny. Okay, so Mormons, uh, for people that don't know, believe in pre-destiny, so that you have been in heaven before you come on Earth. Right. So, uh, if you see, like, Mormons having, like, 10 or 15 kids, that's, like, not fucking abnormal. And the reason is because they believe that, uh, like, souls are, like, waiting up in heaven... <laughs> that need to be brought da down and yeah. your your job yes. is to like bring the souls back yeah to make yes. to to spread the word right so it's also funny on that <laughs> side of things I, well yeah that's what i was talking about but also he wouldn't be able to get uh, access to porn and it would be harder to jerk off so it's like double it could work out Double in two whammy. different ways. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He's going to be Double accepted whammy. in that area, but also not be able to do the bad thing that he did. So Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, do you usually w watch the White House Correspondent Dinner thing? No, never. And I didn't watch Me it this week either. Neither. It's kind of a big jerk-off fest for like the media. Yeah, and talking about jerking off, yeah. There was a whole thing in this one, which is not in this because obviously this is kind of the funnier part of it, but there was a whole thing that they talked about in here about talking about press freedom and talking about a journalist specifically who is arrested in Russia, who's currently being detained in Russia, and how it's we shouldn't be jailing journalists for doing journalism. That was a big thing about this in the press... Uh, White House Correspondence Dinner? Well, since we both didn't watch it, let's watch the ending of it so we don't have to watch the whole thing. This is the end of Biden's uh, speech, because obviously there's, a, you know, the White House Correspondence Dinner is like a big comedy joke thing where they have like a comedian right. come up and make jokes about the press and make jokes about um, different... It's kind of a roast in a way... But uh, Biden made a joke at the very end of his speech, so let's watch that. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. I'm going to uh, turn this over to Roy. Roy, the podium is yours. I'm going to be fine with your jokes, but I'm not sure about dark branding. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh, you're a That's kind of funny. Okay, we can stop there. <laughs> For people who don't know the Dark Brandon meme. That's kind of funny. Uh, Dark Brandon was a meme that came around, what, uh, during... It was kind of in response to... Um, uh, what do you call it? QAnon. Where QAnon yes. thought that Trump was like this secret... Uh, genius who is working against the deep state and all these things dark brandon mm. is like the meme version of QAnon trump right that's the best way to just i don't know how to describe it other than that uh but <laughs> somebody obviously in the biden uh, campaign found out about it and you know he didn't write this it was obviously written no. by like a speech writer or something i think in a way it's bad i don't know what do you think Oh, it's definitely bad, but it was kind of funny. It was... <laughs> I I think it was kind of like uh, uh, I, I I think it was strangely on point. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's just yeah. 
when you uh there are certain ways that you can ruin a meme and one mm. of them is by uh acknowledging that you are the meme right mm. is by like playing into the meme and then the meme is no longer funny and i think that's what's happened here is he's ruined the meme by acknowledging the meme does that make sense in a way like it's now it's no longer funny because he thinks it's funny. It was the meme was only funny right. because he didn't understand it, and now he's trying right. trying to like. He kind of destroyed it for you. It's that meme uh, with uh, the guy in the hallway with the skateboard who's like, "Hey, fellow kids!" Yeah, that's what it kind of feels like. Okay. That I don't know. That's what I get from it. Is "Hey, fellow kids!" But here's a. <laughs> Here's an interesting, uh, uh, what do you call it, comment underneath the video. This is a video from what? Uh, Forbes Breaking News. Uh, mm. Journalism is not a crime, quote unquote. Tell that to Julian Assange. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Yeah, but uh, it's not untrue, though. Darth Braden? That's a, I like that. We can start calling him Darth Braden instead of Dark Brandon. That's pretty good. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I was thinking not making a segment this week, but I changed my mind because I always have a lot of things on my mind. Today, I'm fucking tired of capitalism. I'm more tired of it than any time else because I was on a junkyard today and I found a lot of things in that junkyard. So what do we do? We buy, consume and make junk. We buy, consume and make junk. We have to do this to keep the system going. Buy, consume and make junk. I'm stressed. I'm going to buy a new apartment. I'm going to move out and I have to work. So I have to work more because you need more fucking things. So I start my own campaign. I don't buy new things. I just do public libraries. I get as much free stuff I can get because I'm tired. Tired of all this fucking bullshit. Time is valuable. The most valuable things we have in history is fucking time. But we should work. Not stop and not think. Work, work, work. We love watching those little screens. What is next? What is now? What is new? What is not? What is new again? It's stressful. Sometimes when I'm out with my brother and outside Oslo, it's quiet. It's quiet and not happening anything. Sometimes when it's happening anything, that is when sometimes that life means everything. Because I fucking had it. People are not afraid of new technology because we, it can take the jobs because a lot of people want to get rich it can we can use technology to serve us to get more time more time for ourselves more time with friends and more time with family what do you remember best in your life now do you remember all the things the shit you got or you know those nice times you have with people that's what cattle's miss you have to stop people from thinking just doing working consuming taking drugs, do anything, let them get away from reality, because the only real thing is 
work as fast as you can, as much as you can, and try to be like an ideal who will never be there. Jesus was a fucking hippie. He loved taking time off with his friends and drink and philosophy. But not today's Christians. Work hard, work hard, work hard, and fucking die while you're doing it. I'm not gonna do that. Because next year, I'm becoming a father. And I'm gonna spend time with my son. I'm gonna spend time learning him to be other things and all the bullshit that's happening today. Time is valuable. Time is everything. Time is more than fucking money. That's why I gotta use more time on this, making podcasts and fucking be more creative. So next time we're speaking, I may have a new podcast idea on going up. Yes, it's called To Hell With Tron. And I'm gonna be harder, one hour show. This segment was a little short, but I will be fucking back because I'm fucking tired of bullshit more than I've ever been for the last seven years I had this segment. This was Tron with Tron Tons Drift. Have a fucking nice day. That uh, was uh, Tron telling the truth about time. I got I forgot to introduce that. Time, time is on your side. Yes, it is. Well, I have had time <laughs> to watch some TV. I've got a spider on my hand. Ah, okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, I watched some TV as well. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the thing I thought was the worst because it felt like a fucking commercial. Uh, King of Collectibles, the gold, golden touch. Uh, did you watch this? No. The golden what? The golden touch. Touch? Okay. Touch. Mm-hmm. This is a reality show on uh, Netflix about Ken Golden and his teams of oh, okay. experts of uh, collectible uh, items. The whole thing felt like a fucking big commercial. Um, For this guy's uh, collectible brand. business or whatever? Yeah, yeah okay. Yes. Uh, we meet like celebrities like Drake and things like that. It, it's, it is the most American American thing I have watched in my entire life. I mean, is this Pawn it's, Stars? Just on like, it sounds like Pawn, Pawn Stars. It's it's Pawn Stars. If Pawn Stars sold shit and also didn't really hide that it was a big commercial for their company. I think Pawn Stars was kind of just a big commercial, though, when you think about it. It, it was, yeah. but, uh, like, they, they got, like, experts in, and it was kind of interesting. Like, for example, here, uh, what was it? Uh, they're tra- trying to sell uh, a baseball jersey okay. of a of a guy that I have never heard of because guess what I don't follow American baseball um, but it's like the most famous jersey and it, and they cut to their like v- YouTube video with this lady that just uh, stands there and talk about the product and like go and bid for it now 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 and it's just like it's presented in this very fucking glamorous way of like having money is everything that uh, means everything in this world. Okay. It is atrociously bad. I mean atrociously bad. I don't 
Well, I I kind of know why Netflix said yes to this because I'm going to guess it's super cheap to produce. But holy moly, it was bad. I am going to give it a big fat zero and say that you should probably watch it because holy fuck, it was bad. <coughs> I don't even know <coughs> this came out, so I'll check it out, I guess. Um, yeah, you should. Yeah. Speaking of reality shows that are bad, 100 mm-hmm. Days of Indie. This was on CW <laughs> Network. Yeah. Did you see this? I did. This is about IndyCar racing. Um, <laughs> Can you guess if I liked it or not? Well, I would assume you didn't like it, but <laughs> it, it was a reality show, you know, it's uh, about IndyCar racing, but I would say this specific indie show is more about, like, the behind-the-scenes lives of the race car drivers more than, like, it does involve, like, the races, but, like, at least mm. the episode I saw was more about the people and their, like, life stories and things like that more than, like, uh, just following who won the race or who, you know, who's yeah. in, in the best place or whatever. They do follow that, but it felt more about the people than than the racing, yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, I I thought this was uh, better than than King of Collectibles, but um, yeah, that doesn't mean that I liked it. I mean, this is just a big commercial for IndyCar. Like, it's I would say this is yes. like blatantly a commercial. It's not even trying to hide yes. it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it was uh, you know, it was a show. I wouldn't say it like. It's not like this show would have ever been made if the whatever NASCAR people who or indie people didn't pay to have this TV show made. Clearly, yeah, this was like made specifically by uh, the indie people, probably because CW has some more than likely some kind of net network deal to like air their events. I would guess so. Right. In that way, this is going to get a three. I don't know. What do you think? I thought it was a two. Yeah, uh, it's it's okay. Uh, I uh, just saw one episode. I don't. I don't think there's more than one episode out. Um, maybe there's more than one, but I think I, I, I just yeah. found one uh, on the app. So there's that. Right. Well, let's jump in quality. Uh, tremendously uh, and let's talk about White House Plumbers this was on HBO uh, with Woody Harrison and uh, Rich Summer in the leads uh, this is one of the most funny things I have seen in quite a while uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, uh, it's it's kind of sad that you don't have HBO, uh, but yeah, uh, Woody Harrison plays this very like uh, 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 who did you say was in the lead besides Woody Harrelson? Uh, Rich Summer. Because it's Justin Theroux who's the other guy who's the lead in this. Oh yeah, I thought it was Rich Summer. Well, I mean, he does have a oh. weird, like, mustache and things. But no, that's Justin Theroux. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Justin Theroux. 
Okay, sorry. Well, but anyway, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's about these two guys that uh, is uh, uh, saboteurs and the <laughs> Watergate masterminds, uh, and how they accidentally toppled the presidency they were trying to protect. Extremely funny. Uh, like I said, Weary Harrelson is this. Uh, Guy that is married, that's uh, um, uh, going after everything in a skirt, and uh, and Justin Trudeau is this guy that's uh, very Republican and very married, but also a Nazi. Funny enough, <laughs> I did some research on it, and everything I've seen is that he says he was just really into Hitler, and that he was like inspired <laughs> by him, but not uh, he wasn't a Nazi though. <laughs> that's like no i've got i did all. a bit of research he was actually even yeah. up until 2012 a fox news contributor so there you right. go mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. doesn't really right right <laughs> uh <clears throat> yeah no um i don't believe that look is that okay <laughs> uh, do, do you don't believe that he's not a no nazi right yes he was just so, inspired by Hitler. He didn't. Right. He didn't yeah, like, believe any of those beliefs. Right. Right. The first time, like Woody Harrelson and his wife is like uh, invited home to them. This is in the first episode, so it's not that big a spoiler. I don't uh, think it's a spoiler first... at all. Yeah. No. no. It's right. kind of a side plot of the whole thing. Uh, the first thing <laughs> Justin Theroux is does is set on the record with a Hitler speech, and his wife is just very like sitting loud. there, like uh, very loudly. <laughs> she's just sitting there acting like nothing's out of the ordinary, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Who's a, his oh, wife is played by another very famous actress, uh, Judy Greer, I think is her name. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think you had seen this because it was on HBO. Uh, I saw it. Oh. Well, I, I had... Never assume, otherwise you make a... Yeah. As of you and me, yes, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought this was very, very funny. Uh, I laughed a lot. Yeah, it was good. I have a weird problem with, like, um... Certain aspects of it in the sense of, like, the way they portray these people as mm. almost badass in, this, in mm. the same Wolf no. of... In the same, like, Wolf of Wall Street no. sense of, like, mm. me and you can see that it's funny and that these are right. horrible people. And yeah. we could also watch uh, American Psycho and see, oh, this guy's a complete crazy person and it's all making fun of this. But other people right. could look at it and go, oh, I, I want to be like that person does that make sense so that scares I, me a little bit but i i thought it was the acting was really good i thought the storyline yeah. obviously is engaging because <laughs> it's based on a true story i like yeah. the beginning where they were like the no names were changed in this because everybody in this is guilty as hell or something like that yeah <laughs> but yeah no i i i uh i don't think i agree because i think they are portrayed as as so fucking stupid in this shit. I, that's just it. You that, say that, but yeah. like, like I said, you when you first watched uh, American Psycho, you were like, "Oh, that guy's a crazy person." And now people look right. at it and go, "I want to be just like uh, Patrick Bateman. I, I want to be Pat." Like, 
that's a thing now. So yeah. Right. I I see your point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, I give this first episode uh, eight and a half. Uh, I give it an eight. So we're pretty close. Yeah. I think the acting is the mm-hmm. thing that really like. Really good acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty well shot, but the acting is the thing that really holds it up. Uh, let's talk about Fatal Attraction on, oh. I think this was on Paramount Plus, um, but I think it w- might have been other places in other countries, right? I don't know where you saw it. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess what I downloaded it as a good pirate. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. What do you want me to talk about? How not like the movie it is? I was going to say, I've seen the movie, and this <laughs> is some other completely different tale. So I don't know why it's called Fatal Attraction, to be honest. I, do you know what I think? I think this is uh, kind of what happens sometimes with like TV shows that are based on books and other like property. Mm-hmm. I just think that they, they had a story that kind of was like... Uh, a guy uh, 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 gets attracted t- to a psycho person. Oh, uh, do do we have a name for this pro- property? No, let's use Fatal Attraction because guess what? That was a good movie. Or it we has... just have the rights to it and it hasn't been right. remade yet, right? And this is like a reimagining kind uh, of, of the right. original concept. Yeah. Right. But... Holy moly, it felt stale. Stale? I mean, it just felt like... I just did not expect this. I mean, I just because I've seen the original, I was going, okay, we're mm. going to get a TV show kind of version of that. And this was like... I'm trying to follow it and thinking of yeah. the original and going... Like... At, at what point was this in the original? I guess you have yeah. to get past that once you get from right. the first episode. <clears throat> but it just felt like they made a TV show and then they didn't know like exactly to promote it. Yeah. Exactly what they wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um or maybe that's that's the shit. Maybe they didn't write a TV show. Maybe maybe ChatGPT wrote a TV show and then uh, this is what it came up with when they were like, we want you to remake <laughs> Fatal Attraction. Yeah, That's because, kind of how it felt to me. Like, it wasn't created it also, by a human. Right. It also feels kind of like NBC generic. Uh, oh, for sure. Show. Very much so that I, I, was, I was having a little, like, trouble uh, taking this show serious. And... and I I think I laughed more than I probably should have, um, because I I just thought it was funny, like I I I didn't find it at all suspenseful, I didn't find it at all like plausible, I didn't find it at all, uh, even I I would even go so far uh, to say that I I thought it was uninteresting. The only thing that kind of saves it is good acting because there's good acting there are some good acting in this i didn't think uh she did a good job but i really liked uh, joshua jackson 
in this. I, I thought he was very good. I think the editing was the biggest problem. That they mm. were like going back and forth between these two timelines. But the yeah. way it was um the way it was cut back and forth between those two timelines felt very generic, cheesy, yeah. almost like um early two thousands, late nineties drama show. Yeah. It just felt mm. old hat. It just felt like this is a show that's mm. been made twenty thousand times, like you said, yeah. Right. I would give it a I don't know. It's probably a four kind of show. Uh, yeah, three point five. I will never watch another uh, episode of this this television program. No. Yeah. No. Me never. I've seen two episodes, and I'm definitely out. Uh, another thing that I saw two episodes of, and I'm definitely out of, is Love and Death. This was on Max as well. I think this was better than Fatal Attraction, even though they had like similar, uh, not similar storylines, but com comparable storylines, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, They're both about I mean, people having affairs in the, in that. Yes. Yeah. But this one at least has got an interesting kind of twist to it because they're like weirdly Christian. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I also have respect for David E. Kelly. I mean, I like some of it. But what I find very strange about this is because uh, this show comes out approximately a year out after Candy that came out last year. With uh, Jessica Biel and Malin Linsky, and it's the same fucking story. Uh, so I find it weird that we get like two shows based on the same fucking um, premise. And uh, where I actually liked Candy, uh, I thought uh, Jessica Biel was really good in it, and Melanie Linsky as well. I don't really buy. Uh, this version of it. I don't think Jesse Plemons is very good. I don't think Elizabeth Olsen is very good. I do think the interesting... Uh, yeah, I think the story is interesting, but again, like I said, I have seen this show a year ago. I don't really understand why this came out right now. Was it a year honest. ago, or was it two, year two years ago? No, it came out last year. I remember I that show... Candy. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought Je Jesse Plemons was good in this. I didn't, especially, like, the female character. What was her name again? I don't remember. Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. I always like, I think Jesse Plemons is just a good actor, though. I think maybe I'm kind mm. of biased in the sense that I just like him as an actor. He, he has a very mm. under understated acting sense where, like, it. Sure. some people overact. You could say he underacts, but I kind of like that about it, about mm. his style. Um I, I just like the aspect of the weird relationship that they have that's almost comedic in the sense that mm. we're going to cheat on our husband and wife, but mm. because we're Christian, we're going to have the, try to make it like as Christian of, uh, of a, um, cheating as possible, right? They're trying to like, mm. uh, yeah. And then obviously... Uh, you, we get the it pretty good cliffhanger at the end of episode one, um, mm. but yeah, if you've seen Candy or you know this story, 
I guess it's kind mm-hmm. of like okay, we've already seen this, but yeah, I think the the adaption of it, I I like I like the uh, the sensibility that it's more of a comedy than candy is, right? That's what mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can see that. So I'd give it a six. Uh, I gave it a four point five. Let's <clears throat> see. The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. Okay. Did you see this? No. Where was this? Uh, Peacock? Uh, Peacock! This is a reality show about... Okay. Uh, it's about a group of people from Sweden. It's like two women and a uh, man. Who... Now I understand why I didn't see it. Because it's Swedish. It's not Swedish. The... It's American, actually. It's the yeah, three. We're sw- not allowed. We're not allowed to see anything from Sweden. It says that in the Norwegian. Well, it's American constitution. So. <laughs> it does. It, it stars Swedish people, but yeah, yeah that's why I can't see. It, it, yeah, it's these Swedish people come to America and they go to a specific person, and there's something I guess in tradition in Sweden. I don't know if this is a thing mm. in Norway or not, where mm. uh, you get rid of all the unnecessary things in your life when you get older because uh it's a way to like make it easier on your family when you do pass away so they don't have to deal with all your bullshit right um but this is basically the these three swedish people come into an american's person's house specifically Mm. seems like almost hoarders-esque where, like, these people all have a ton of, like, random bullshit that is not necessary. Okay. So their house is just filled up with crap. Uh, kind of reminds me of that Japanese woman who got popular a few years ago for, like, her cleaning method. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a shit show, yeah. Right. It's kind of similar to that, except I. it's a little more interesting in that they talk a lot about, like... Um, thinking about your own death and thinking about what's important, what's really important and things that like you're holding on to that are actually maybe hurting you, you emotionally, things like that. It, in that way, it's a pretty interesting show. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a, it's probably a 5.5 kind of show. It's like super in the middle, but just because it's a very generic reality show. <clears throat> if you've seen that one, uh, the one about the Japanese woman who like I have yeah Marie Claire is that her name I want to say it's Marie Claire let me look it up but uh, if you've seen that it's similar to that but in with a Swedish sensibility in the sense that they they almost make fun of themselves for being kind of bland and boring right yeah. right yeah no uh, I can't watch this show I'm I'm very sorry uh, <laughs> I did uh, see another reality show this week uh, on Netflix uh, called a Jewish Matchmaking. Um, did you see this by the chat? I saw the preview for it. It came out last week. Uh, oh, at least here, and I didn't watch it. It's not very good. Uh, it feels. I don't know how they did it, but it feels strangely uh, uh, racist and also a little like uh, 
kind of anti-Jewish. Uh, it's it's kind of weird that way because it's like it's clearly not that, but it's like it it, it gives a very like hmm. What do I, uh, what, what can I say? It gives a very, uh, cutie, look at, like, Jewish culture. And kind of, like, it feels very, like, uh, oh, <laughs> aren't they funny? They're Jewish. Uh, kind of show. Instead of, like, uh, laughing with them and, like, kind of making it interesting for them. It kind of feels like it's making fun of them. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Do you understand? This yeah. is on Netflix. Yeah. Um. But but it's just maybe maybe it's my point of view. I I don't know. Uh, since you haven't seen it, you you can't really chime in. But it, but yeah, no, it felt felt weird. I gave it a two. Uh, I'm definitely not going to continue watching it. Saint X. Uh, yeah. We watched one episode, and I watched another episode, but it was not worth watching more of. This has 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Right. <clears throat> it's about a woman who dies what in a tropical island of some kind. It's like uh, Jamaica, somewhere like that, right? Right, uh, we did read some comments underneath it that it was nothing like a Jamaican accent from people that was actually Jamaican. So oh, right, we did read about that, yeah. It's uh, uh, definitely Caribbean island. I'm not sure if it's Jamaica or not, but they right. definitely... Uh, yeah, th They betrayed us Jamaican. Sure. It, yes. This woman dies and there's a murder mystery. It, it, her sister is trying to figure out who killed her, right? That's basically right. the whole thing. Did you know, I didn't realize this, but the one, uh, the sister who dies is mm. David Duchovny's daughter? Oh. Yeah, I, I did not know that. Know that. I, yeah. yeah. I've definitely seen her in a few things, but I didn't know she was David Duchovny's daughter. Yeah. Mm. Not a good showing by anybody, really, here. Um, it was no. a bad show, badly yeah. produced, very confusing as far as the characters go. The two sisters look way too much alike, so yeah, I was yeah, confused most of the time of which one was which. Of who was which. Right. Uh, uh, it was so confusing. They should have at but, least, like, I don't know, yeah. had, like, a ta different tattoo or, like, different color hair. There's something had to be more, right. like... Um, different looking, but I don't know, maybe later in the in the series that comes up and because I only so watched two episodes. Weird. Yeah. And also can we talk about the recap before the show starts? Okay. So <laughs> me and Luke were watch watching this. And they start with uh coming up on this season before episode one. So uh most of the plot points were fucking spoiled before we started watching the show. That's a new thing that a lot of it's TV so shows, a lot of TV shows specifically on streaming services, I've noticed in the last year, some of them do that now. It's just a thing that TV shows do to try to like entice you to watch it. It's like a way to like pull you in, uh, yeah, so that you don't. So that you're more interested to watch it, but it just doesn't make sense because it actually... 
ruins the TV show. I think it, it's similar to like a few years ago on YouTube. It would be they would do a 10 second thing where it's like the most interesting part of the video. And, and right. they would clip that in at the very beginning, and then they do like an intro, yeah. and then they go into the actual video. It's like the same thing, except just on streaming services. And they, it's very weird. I don't understand it. Usually, where what it would have yeah. at the end of episode one, you would get yeah. that that the exact same thing, right? That's pretty normal. And, and, but and, now, and that would also would make more fucking sense because it's, it's it's. Uh, that's just it. It used to make sense, but now because yeah. YouTube has done it in the uh, the opposite way, now it's being kind of moved over as a concept over to streaming services, which right. is weird. But I understand why they're doing it. I guess to try to like you I, know I, pull people in. I also understand why, right. but it's it's just so fucking atrociously bad. It's just awkward. I don't want it. I don't yeah. think it's bad. I just think it's awkward and. Mm, Weird, yeah. But yeah, no, this show was absolutely nothing. Uh, what do I give it? Three, maybe? Oh, geez, I didn't. Did I give this a score? Uh, I'm gonna give it a one point five. Okay. Oh, you thought it was that bad? The acting was bad. The filming of it was bad. The storyline was bad. Yeah. The editing was bad. There's literally not one redeeming quality of this entire show. So. Um, oh yeah, the show yeah. Uh, tidying up with Marie Kondo. Oh, almost Marie Claire. <laughs> I wonder who Marie Claire is. Isn't that a makeup person, Marie Claire? I think it's. I could be makeup. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what was another thing? Oh, uh, let's talk about uh, Citadel. Uh, this is on Amazon Prime. It is uh, an action uh, show. Uh, I thought this was probably the highlight of m my week. Uh, it's about two spy agents uh, on a very dangerous uh, mission and uh, uh, I'm not going to spoil a lot of it, so I'm, <laughs> I can't really talk about what happens in the ending. But yeah, let's just say that a lot happens and one of them loses their memory and then they uh, get uh, roped into doing uh, one more job, as they usually do. Yeah, it's definitely not True Lies, which came out like two months ago. <laughs> I was just going to. It's the exact same plot line. The guy is a secret agent, and he doesn't know his wife is also a secret agent. It's like the same fucking story. It's like they saw somebody was going to remake True Lies as a TV show, and they're like, "Oh, they beat us to it, so we'll make our own version of it, but spend three hundred million dollars to make it." Yeah, it was bad. I didn't like it. Uh, I gave it. I I gave it a two. I liked it. I, I thought uh, uh, it had a very good cinematography. It did. It had. But, okay. <laughs> you you are allowed to disagree with me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I thought it had very good cinematography. I think the acting was maybe my biggest weakness of of it. Uh, <laughs> you remember VIP with Pamela Anderson? 
Yes. I would compare this to that. Ooh. Oh, no. It's not that bad. <laughs> that was such a shit show. It's got the same plot line. It's almost similar no. production value. Luke, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. Of all things you could compare it to. At least it doesn't have Pamela Anderson in the in the lead. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, there's nothing wrong with Pamela Anderson. It, it's just, it felt like that, except they spent $300 million. Like, they didn't spend $300 million to make VIP, so. Uh, does anybody remember that show? That and what was the spin-off of uh, of uh, Baywatch? Baywatch Nights was that? I think there was Baywatch Nights, and then there was another spin-off of Baywatch that was like Baywatch, jeez, uh, oh, Hawaii or something. I want to say there was another uh, spin-off. There was a couple spin-offs of Baywatch. Yeah. Okay, Citadel. Uh, your turn. And that was it. That's all I've seen this week. Okay. That's perfect. Me as well. So the other thing we saw was episode six, right, of The Power. We watched yeah, this. Even though it said, even though it said episode five on the run sheet, I was like, no, I'm not going to watch that uh, one more time. Uh oh, was it episode? F oh, it was episode five. <laughs> it was Sorry, episode five. <laughs> Scarlet Minnow. EOD is being transferred to adult women across the world. New voices are emerging. Uh, those who champion the power, in quotes, as promised mm -hmm. of one of e an equi equitable future. The others who see it as a threat to their very existence. These opposing forces can rip apart the deepest bonds or bring unlikely allies together. I think that's what allies means, but okay. Yeah. That's not... That's uh, this was the first time uh, we saw this show uh, uh, not together. Did you feel... This episode. Kind of, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this episode, yeah. Uh, do you feel like it was different? I didn't think it was as good as last episode, for sure. I think no. it was more uh, propaganda-y, like... Yeah. It had a weird propaganda feeling as far as, like, um... Uh, pro-U.S., anti-any-other-country kind of feel to it. We added yeah. a whole new set of characters this episode, which I thought was totally unnecessary, yeah. with the women who were being trafficked in, I don't know, some very clearly Eastern European country, right? I don't know what mm. Eastern European country it is. Did they tell us? I think it was Romania. That would make sense. Andrew Tate? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the, I. Why now add new characters? It felt like it may be that this storyline isn't in the book. But I, it, you know, we haven't read the book. Yeah, so. it very much felt like that. I haven't read the book either. Uh, but yeah, no, I have this down that it, it, it felt like uh, I felt like they did a giant leap in quality uh, forward last episode. And this episode, I felt like they were like, no, we can't have it be that good. Uh, let's take some steps backwards. That's more or less how it felt like. To be is honest. it possible that the British girl is the most interesting part of the show and because she wasn't in this episode again, that this is now bad? Mm. Like, 
Last episode was good. good. She was in it. The yeah. episode before that was bad. She wasn't in it. And this episode was yeah. bad, and she wasn't in it. Um, I think that's the most interesting storyline because she's like the most kind of aggressive and agree. Uh, out there kind of character, yeah. where the other ones are very reserved. And yeah, the main plot of this one is definitely the that older women are now able to get it like a vampire bite, like we said last episode, where right. the one main character, high school girl, gives it to her mother, who is the uh, politician who's outspokenly for this, but she, we find out that her husband is a doctor who's now being pushed by the government to create a vaccine to stop women from having mm. this. And I think the most interesting thing from this episode is the idea that, like, some women don't want to have this power. They're, like, afraid of it. And Right. Yeah. And that's 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 a part of the it they haven't showed before. And I do respect that. But it mm -hmm. felt kind of like... It felt a little, like, apropos. Well, it's an allegory yeah. to abortion, clearly. Yes. I Clearly it is. Yeah. <laughs> And but it I'm I'm not sure how good it works, but uh, yeah no I give this episode a six. That's what I was thinking a six point five yeah. somewhere in that area. Yeah. Last episode was just so good, so maybe yeah. you know it uh, threw off our score a tiny bit, but it mm. definitely felt like there was a weird leveling off of the tension and things like that. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think what we've read, as far as now the politician has the powers, right? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of know from our reading what the big next plot point is as far right. as her and the governor goes. And yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, uh, totally. Because that's, that seems like a very interesting plot without... Right, so who's going to be the bad guy, who's going to be the good guy. But right. in that situation, which we know is going to happen, there's going to be a confrontation between the two of them. It mm. seems like maybe neither one of them is going to be... Like, obviously, the one guy is the bad guy, but everybody's going to view her as the bad guy in the situation. Right. Yeah, so... I'm thinking the same. Yeah, yeah totally. Anyway... Talking about my favorite game uh, that I have played all weeks, Vampire Survivor video game uh, is in the works as an animated series. This is cool news. The game is set in 2021 in rural Italy. Italy excuse me, burp. Burpy burp. Uh, there's no place to hide. All you can do is try to survive a cursed night and get as much gold as possible for the next survive before death inevitably puts an end to your struggles. Uh, the project is underway. Uh, they're looking for a writer. The project is mm -hmm. going to be shopped to animated TV network buyers, so nobody's even... Like, it's not been bought by a network yet? Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is very in-the-works-in-the-works kind of thing. It's not even... They haven't even gotten a writer or anything. It's just like, nope. this is a popular game. Let's make something for it. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to be able uh, to find a writer? We'll talk about that in in the movie news. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, no. I, I uh, what makes me happy about it is that uh, the game's creator is very involved with it, uh, and it's like happening with his 
his involvement. Uh, it's also cool to see like uh, such an indie game that uh, did have a very big blow up uh, had two enormously big updates DLCs for like one dollar each uh, if you want to check that out but yeah no it's just like it's it's fun to see that uh, something that's kind of like made with so much love uh, from an independent uh, point for the view is like uh, uh, even getting to a stage where they're like planning to do uh, a show I think that's very very uh, cool Another show that's going to get a season two, The Bear, mm-hmm. which we watched the original series and were super surprised by. I think everybody was. but Super shocked how good it was, yeah. Season two is going to have Bob Odenkirk as a character. Oh, Variety so has learned. Happy. Character I'm details so happy. for Odenkirk <laughs> are being kept under wraps, but the actor is said to yeah. be boarding the show in a guest role. So I don't think it's going to... It might be just like one or two episodes, possibly. Right, but even that makes me very, very, very happy. FX has declined. Uh, oh, FX and rep representatives of Odenkirk have declined to comment uh, to Variety. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think the one really cool thing about the Bear is kind of that like a lot of the actors aren't established. So I understand yeah. bringing in somebody, but uh, I just don't want it to get too, um, you know. To Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, exactly. To Hollywood. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, now that's that's the danger when thing gets very uh, popular. Uh, Especially when it's out of like, nowhere. Like, yeah. this this show definitely, nobody really saw it getting as big no. as it. Especially us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, the, the YouTuber that I pointed out that was in... In the show, you know, Maddie Matheson, who are, he's mm-hmm. only in a few episodes or whatever. Now he's got like uh, commercials on uh, for like DoorDash and things like that out of nowhere because right. he was on The Bear. So, you know, it, it blew up a lot of people's careers. Yeah, and I'm I'm very happy to see it return for a second season. I'm I'm very excited. I hope they keep the quality up. I have a feeling Bob Odenkirk is going to be like the landlord. That's what I see him being. But. <laughs> the, the landlord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, do you think Bob Odenkirk uh, reads books, Luke? Uh, yeah. He might even have a book that he's written. I don't know, though. Uh-huh. Well, you can go to oddballtrial.com slash ADC. That's oddballtrial.com slash ADC. You get a 30-day trial and a free credit that you can use. Uh, they also have a lot of like free things. Uh, I'm listening to a very interesting book called uh, In Vino Duplicatas, The Rise and Fall of a Vine Forger Externaire uh, about uh, uh, this guy called uh, Rudy that uh, became uh, one of the leading uh, like buyers and sellers of uh, rare vines in into the American like elite society, and then they find out. Guess what? The vine is 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 like made uh, in his bathtub. <laughs> it's very 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 good. Uh, you can get that for free and save your credit for another book. So do that. Eurovision, uh, 
Eurovision 2023, and mm -hmm. supercomputer has predicted the winner, is what mm -hmm. it says here in this article, from mm -hmm. mybettingsites.co.uk. Mm -hmm. Most likely very, winners. Very reliable source, of course. I, I mean, they put in all the winners and their <laughs> stats, and as far as like uh, gender and solo performer singing a mm -hmm. type of song, the uh, language they sung in, uh, mm -hmm. things that the songs are about. Mm -hmm. and how old the singer is and the average mm -hmm. age of past winners as well and they mm -hmm. came up with the most likely winners i guess because it mm -hmm. i mean this thing said predicts winner but they say most likely winners are uk with mm -hmm. may muller france mm -hmm. lazaria cyprus mm -hmm. and sweden right mm -hmm. yeah one one thing doesn't really fit in there, but that's okay. Um, Especially yeah. since then you look down and it says most streamed is Italy. Yeah. Is the most streamed, yeah. uh, and I don't know why that is. I don't think the Italian song is that good, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember it, so it can't be that amazing. Hmm. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I... I have said before that I think this is a boring year in the way that I think we 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 can clearly say that Sweden is winning. Um, as someone, so rehearsals started this week. Um, not that uh, so new of this year. Uh, we are not allowed as audience and people that usually like send from. Uh, the uh, the rehearsals are not allowed to like send any kind of sound like anything of anything uh, this year and that's new of this year also it's new of this year is that rehearsals uh, the first rehearsals are closed so that meaning that uh, it's only like a very few selected people that gets to get in there and uh, they are still like working with TikTok, so everything is going out on TikTok, and I do do not want to download TikTok just to watch my Eurovision, to be honest. So I don't fucking know, but I have seen some uh, pictures of um, uh, Sweden and what they are doing uh, with their big screen thing, uh, and I think they solved it good enough with uh, good camera work. So I still think they will win. Uh, the King made a visit to what the stage, the Eurovision stage, mm -hmm. which was like the reveal of like the actual setup of what it's all going to look like. Mm -hmm. And it says here on this website that it's in what, six days from today. So Next week on Tuesday. Yeah, that's not Tuesday. Well, next week on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it will it will be next week. Yeah. Mhm. Mm mm hmm. Yeah, we're in semi-final one. So cross everything you have for Norway. We'll see not what that, happens. I, don't, I uh, don't think we will not qualify. To be honest, we're the opening song of semi-final one. That's good. 
there's just not a lot of standout standouts. There's a few like weird ones that stand out, like I said last week, mm. but it's going to be kind of a toss up for me uh, for a lot of songs on whether they're going to make it or not, just because well, everything's yeah. so generic, kind of, yeah. It's a very generic year. I do agree. All right, what are we doing with these songs? Yeah, so uh, what I did is I went back uh, the three last years. There was the Eurovision, so I skipped 2020. I found uh, uh, the least voted for songs of each year from... Um, did, but did, did these ones make it to the final, or they're no. the least voted out of every... Okay. Out of Every all the song, songs. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that year. So none of them made the final. Um, so we will start with Samantha Tina. Um, she is from Latvia. The moon is rising. Uh, this is from 2001. What did you think about this song, Luke? Oh, we don't have to go into each song and what we thought about it. We're, we're not doing oh. that. We're, the other song is... Uh, Ireland. This one's what from mm -hmm. 2022. Sarah McTerran. Sarah and I don't, I don't mm -hmm. have the name of the song here. Or is the 22. name of the, the name of the song is 22, and it came out mm -hmm. in 2019. Okay, there we go. That's <laughs> why I was confused. I was like, what? <laughs> and the last yeah. one is lps with disco from sylvania from 2022 so this one's from 2022 okay mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, i think this last one is definitely the worst song yeah i would agree to that i i, I think maybe uh like staging wise and things like that i it, it is a little more interesting than the other ones I, it feels like a bunch of kids at their high school talent show and the other ones actually feel like <laughs> professional musicians so <laughs> it does feel a little like that yeah poor guys i do agree i mean they're very young so that adds to it but like the other ones just feel like they're actually professionally produced where this one it does it yeah it, i think it's pretty obvious to me which one's the worst song here the other two out of Latvia and Ireland, like what's the number mm. two and number three Latvia. worst one? I think Latvia is definitely. Yeah, Latvia. I don't think the Ir the Irish one was all that bad to be honest. No, it's when okay I listen to it. actually. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's generic, surprised. but it's not bad. It's super, it's super generic, but uh, yeah, no, I do agree that I think. I think uh, I think Slovenia wins it, and by wins it, I say they lose it. Well, yeah, totally. Ooh. I feel like mm -hmm. there were definitely worse songs in the last few years, as far as like actual like songs that were quality-wise worse than these. Even though these got got less votes, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the only thing I have to say to, to that look is baby. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> is it a little bit funny that both you and me know what song that is? <laughs> uh, movies. Have you seen the movie this week? I saw Scream 6. Um, I also saw Scream 6. That's funny. It's the new Scream movie out of all the movies. Mm -hmm. I think this was pretty good, actually. I don't know what you thought. I, I thought this was a, a lot... 
enormously big uh, jumping quality from the last one. Holy moly. <coughs> they definitely are trying to tie together all the different kind of versions of the franchise. I love that. I loved when they did that <coughs> now. Where we had the original kind of cast and the new cast, which was from the mm -hmm. last the last movie, which wasn't great. Right. But they tied them back together to kind of like bring all that and and very in very scream-esque style pointing out oh now we're franchising the series and, but also right. at the same time breaking the fourth wall in that it this movie it actually was. is doing that right right i like that about what it i liked about it yeah it's self-aware right yeah yes very much so and i also liked like um without spoiling it how they kill one of the characters that i thought would continue being in this franchise yeah, they even point and they point that out in like the kind of monologue they do in every screen mm -hmm. movie where they like, oh, this is going to happen in this because this and mm -hmm. yeah, they killed off actually two different characters that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm. <coughs> I thought and the beginning was very very smart. I have to say that the bidding the beginning actually fooled me. So I was like, whoa. Okay. Oh really? Okay. I oh, yeah. well I I knew from. A quarter of the way through, that there were multiple things happening as far as like wh what the storyline was going to be at the end. Mm. Um, but I didn't. Yeah, there was definitely some twists and turns that I liked. Uh, some of the acting's not great, obviously, but it's a horror movie, yeah. and the comedy of it is pretty funny. There's some interesting yeah. death scenes. Obviously, some people are not going to like the bloody gore of it, but I gave it a 7. I gave it a 6.5. Okay. Another movie I saw this week was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I've heard good things. Uh, this was with uh, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie. I was like, holy fuck, what is this? Where did this come from? It also has Hugh Grant as the villain, and that was maybe one of my favorite things. About as a villain? The... I can't even picture that in my head, but okay. I know, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of one of the things I liked very much. But but I think uh, how like the band of very like unlikely adventures, Barker... Uh, embark on like this journey and uh, how dangerously it is and a very good acting and very like it was very uh, it felt like they were friends that had known each other their whole life mm -hmm. I believed I believed it so guess what I'm going to give it an 8.5 look it's really really good I digged it <clears throat> I saw Champions with Woody Harrelson and who else was it? Well, I mean, it's had a lot of people, but it, uh, who's the lady? Uh, Always Sunny, Caitlin Olsen from Always Sunny. Oh, this was the basketball movie that you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. um, it's basically like a lot of different sports movies where he is a coach who he it has a bad attitude towards his players, so he gets kicked out of you know, the big leagues, and he's mm -hmm. told he has to go 
coach a basketball team of, you know, neurodivergent people uh, to get them to win a champion, championship, sorry, hence the name champions. And he learns about himself along the way, obviously, because he's not a very <laughs> good person. <laughs> that's what they do in all. And that's movies. what they do in all these movies. Yeah, he has to, <laughs> you know, convince them to be better than themselves as well. So, yeah, it's very generic, very standard. It's a little heartwarming, but super middle of the road. I'd give it a five point five. Okay. Did you see any more movies? That was it. Me too. Uh, yeah, talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, she won't recoup uh, her attorney fees in the ski crash uh, suit. Why is that? Uh, she will not recoup attorney, attorney fees she paid successfully defending herself. In a ruling published Saturday, a Utah judge said attorneys for Paltrow and Terry Sanderson had agreed to drop the matter of Paltrow's attorney fees. District Court Judge Kent Holmberg, final judgment, did not detail why the matter of attorney fees that Paltrow sought in her 2019 was dropped. So, we don't know. I assume she's just being nice. So that's yeah. what it sounds like. Is like, Remember, she only sued for a dollar in her countersuit? So I, I think she's just like, that. I didn't want to be involved in this. I don't want to like hurt this guy any more than he already is because people, I know people like publicly hate this dude right now. So mm. I'm sure he's already hurting. She probably was like, I don't need to, I don't need that. I'm I'm rich as fuck. Why do, why do I care? Right. So she sent him a coop calendar. Uh, oh gosh, that was a very funny joke, but I can't talk. Okay. Um, the Writers Guild, which we talked about kind of a second ago, mm -hmm. uh, going on strike. <clears throat> the Writers Guild of America announced that work stoppages will begin Tuesday afternoon after negotiations with the labor group present representing the studios and streamers faltered on a Monday night. Uh, on Monday night, in Los Angeles, members will be picketing. Uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time at locations including Amazon, CBS, CBS Television, City, Disney, Bain, Burbank headquarters, Netflix, Hollywood plant, and the Fox, Sony, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and Universal Studio lots in Los Angeles. So the, uh, I assume the pickets are going on right now. Let's check it out. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, maybe we because this is like a very uh, fluid situation that's currently going on. Let's see exactly. I mean, last time what's going this on. happened, we got a shit ending to Lost. So it's been years and years since this happened. But what's happening is, yeah, as I'm like to I understand, said, the last time it happened, we got a shitty ending to Lost. What I'm to understand <laughs> is the difference here is that the reason they're striking is for um, replay uh, fees. So, like on on television, if you were to like have a show that goes into syndication and is being replayed on a channel that has commercials and everything, the writer would get like a portion of the amount of uh, advertising dollars that goes to that television show, right? But if it's mm. on Netflix or somewhere else, uh, any other s streaming service that doesn't have commercials, where people can pay for not having commercials, uh, they don't get any of that money. Does that make sense? They, every time somebody yes. watches that, the writers are saying, we should get a cut. 
and right now we're not getting a cut. So that's the big right. the deal for the strike right now. Um, I get, it makes sense. I just don't know how you would work that out other than the writers getting a cut of the subscription fee for each mm. service that is using their material, right? That's the, I, mm. the only way I can see this. Uh, I don't know how else you would monetize it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. Yeah. Um, because I, 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 I don't really have a good answer to that. Especially since more and more over the next bunch of years, it's, you know, television is going to go that way. Everything is going to go to streaming, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, there's a lot of people talking about how, like, right now, you know, over the last few years, we've noticed it, especially during the time we've done this podcast, the amount of mm -hmm. money that's going into television comparatively to, say, film over the last mm -hmm. bunch of years. I mean, oh, the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. Uh, Citadel, which I was just talking about, three hundred million dollars for this show. That like, right. yeah, it's uh, the amount of money that's there for them not to be getting paid is kind of almost ridiculous. Yeah, and there, there, uh, the last time I watched linear TV was Super Bowl. Oh <laughs> right, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. When was the last time I watched TV with commercials? I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah, probably Super Bowl. Oh no, uh, because I have Peacock with. I have the ad. Yeah, Peacocks, but it's. But it's. So I, but when it's we still, watch, still not linear. It's not linear. Oh, it's but not. Yeah, it means that it, it happens live. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, when I watched, uh, what do you call it? WrestleMania. It had commercials. Oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, that's the last thing we watched live. Yeah. Right. But you watched it without commercials, and Bill watched it without commercials. I watched it with the commercial version, right? Right. We all, the three of us, each watched it a different way. So there's also that going into this is like, some people are going to watch a television show one way, some people are going to watch mm -hmm. a television show another way. How do we like bring all those things together to get the people who are creating these shows paid correctly? Uh, there's it's yeah. The, Television is kind of a confusing mess right now when you think about like how it's being made and there's tons of money going to it, but uh, where is that money because going? I don't really have a good answer for that. I don't really ha know how to like say uh, how many percentage you get of this TV deal that we do with Peacock. That's the other thing is I mean, all these streaming services keep all their numbers super secretive, you know? Right. It's not like yeah. we have Nelson ratings for these things and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, people should be paid if it's more popular, if it's percentage-wise. And I think maybe that's one, one of the things they are trying to hide is probably, like you said, the real numbers. What I've heard is sometimes we see these shows that show up and they get really pop popular and then they just disappear. Mm is that some of these streaming services, when a show does pop off like that, and they realize they're going to have to pay these fees to people, they just cancel the show because they don't want to pay the fees. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised right. if that is true. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's, there's going to be some... This might last a while, is what I'm thinking. Mm. So, mm. TV... The TV round could get shorter or worse in the future. <laughs> Yeah. Just the reality shows. Just, just the, and that's the reality of the situation, <laughs> yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah. 
unscripted reality shows 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's check out a movie trailer for a, a movie that just came out. The Black Demon. Have you spotted any pirate ships? Duh. Duh. What, are you going to get Duh. snippy with us, Bob? Mmm. Yeah, Speed Studios. That's a good sign. <laughs> Is that what it says? I was looking at Josh it Lucas. I was like, who is this guy? I've definitely seen him in things. Oh, yeah. uh, my name is Paul Sturgis. I work for Nixon Oil. I'm supposed to ferry out to the rig from here. Dad, I think I see it. Is that it? Yep, that's her. Oh, that's the Black Demon? What is it? I think it's a monster movie or something. Protection from what? Hello? Anybody? Yeah, Look it's like gotta be a monster it? movie. Like, something this? killed everybody on this. Rip oil rig, Yeah, obviously. but it's not the dog, because nobody kills the dog. Oh, is it a shark? It's a shark movie. Okay. Oh, maybe not. Based on a legend. Oh, that's definitely a shark. That there is must uh, be some definitely way a shark. This rig. Nothing works. I don't think it can take much more punishment. This is not just any shark. It's a curse. Brought it on not by nature, but by wrath. 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 He really pulled out his Nicolas Cage acting uh, skills yeah. in that one. That shark looks so fake. The only way to stop it is to kill it. I have a plan. You will not take my family away from me. I will not take my family away from me. It's like, just don't go in the water. Just stay inside. It's a shark. It can't hurt you if you're not in the water. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. It can fly, it looks like. Okay, I can't believe I'm asking this, but I, I guess I will, since it's a gimmick and I do it every week, but I don't really think so. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Oil Man, Paul Sturges, idyllic family <laughs> vacation turns into a living nightmare when they encounter a gigantic megalodon shark that will stop at nothing to protect its territory. Stranded and under constant attack, Paul and his family must somehow find a way to get back to shore alive before it strikes again. It's 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's good, and 1 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, even. Well, I found Abigail, uh, that is a verified uh, viewer on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. She gives it full stars. And uh, says, that movie was intense! 10 out of 10 would recommend. She must mean there's, there's this camping in it, right? Intense. Um, dad jokes. <laughs> dad jokes, everybody. Uh, extremely disappointing. From Ray51212229. Just got back from watching this movie, and the, it's, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> 
Just got back from watching this movie in the theater, and I'm still mad about wasting my money on this trash movie. The only scenes with the creature are short and happen too quickly. Other than the rest of the movie is, other than that, the rest of the movie is nothing but arguing, family drama, and preaching about humans destroying our planet. Not to mention, there is no character development. First shark movie I've seen where I actually wouldn't, excuse me, have minded if the whole cast didn't make it in the end. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that bad joke really got me. Uh, also coming out this week is uh, Sisu. Um, when an ex-soldier who discovers gold in Lapland wilderness tries to take the loot into the city, Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS uh, officer battle him. Uh, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% on uh, Rotten Tomato, uh, 68% on Metacritic, it should have been 1% more, and 92% of Google users like this movie. It is uh, with a lot of uh, Finnish actors and also a Norwegian one called Axel Henne. Uh, something else that came out last week. The end of sex. Emma and Josh are excited to have some alone time while their twin daughters are away at camp. Unfortunately for them, their romantic week becomes a series of sexual adventures to revitalize their relationship. That sentence didn't make sense, did it? Unfortunately no. for them... Unfortunately for Unfortunately for them, it became a series of sexual adventures? <laughs> What? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has Leela... Oh. Leah Gao and Emily Hampsfer, as, as well as Jonas Sharonick. Never heard of any of them. Mm. Big uh, George uh, for Foreman. I hope it's all about the grill. Please let it be. I kind of want... I, I used to have one of those. I kind of want one again, but... George Foreman goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how you you go from a, like a heavyweight champion to like selling grills. That would be an interesting uh, thing. Anyway, uh, from Olympic gold medalist to world heavyweight champion boxer George Foreman leads a remarkable life. He finds his fate, retires, and become a preacher. When financial hardship hits his family and church. George steps back into the ring and reigns the championship at age 45, becoming the oldest ever championship uh, boxing history. So I'm guessing this is a documentary because it is with George Foreman? Oh. No, oh. it's a retelling. It's not a documentary. It's a retelling. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've seen the commercial. It actually doesn't look bad. It looks kind of good. First hmm. <coughs> Wienerker. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Sid is dead. A socially no. invisible high school senior realizes he may only have two weeks left to experience everything he's ever missed out on. Uh, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6 out of 10 wow. on IMDb, 72% of Google users liked it. It's got Tyler Alvarez, Jack Griffo, and Geneva Hanelius. Hanelius. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Names. <sighs> what is it with Nazis this week? 
four seekers uh, freaks find themselves haunted by Nazis who uh, want to use their powers for world domination. We are talking about freak out here. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 7 out of 10 on Blockbuster, 69% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, nice. 8 or 7% of Google users like this movie. Uh, no one I have heard about. It looks like an Italian movie. An Italian movie, okay. Uh, it looks like that, yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I've seen a commercial for this also. 11-year-old Margaret moves to a new play. town and starts to compliment everything about life, friendship, and adolescence. She relies on her mother, Barbara, who offers loving support, and her grandmother, Sylvia, who's coming to terms with finding happiness in the next phase of her life. Questions of identity, one's place in the world, and what brings meaning to life soon bring them closer together than ever before. <coughs> 7.9 out of 10 on 9 being 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, 85% on Metacritic and 89% of Google users liked it. Pretty good scores all the way across. Let's see, it's got Abby Ryder Forston, who plays the young girl, and Rachel McAdams, I assume, plays the mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a play that was based on the book. It's uh, from the 1970s, I want to say. The book. The poster, like the artwork for it, the you know the style of it looks from mm -hmm. the 1970s. It's got 94 percent on audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, also. So, hmm. pretty good scores, I guess. Uh, what movie do you want to see the most? Oh, Sisu. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Black Demon looks bad enough to watch for, like, chuckles, though. Like, if it comes out on some kind of streaming service, me and you could watch it and have fun making fun of it kind of movie. Yeah, it's nothing I'm going to seek out. No. But yeah, Freak Out also looked kind of interesting. If you see the, if you see the preview for... Uh, the George Foreman movie, you'd probably you'd be like, oh, that actually looks pretty good. So I, oh, I, that's okay. another one that definitely has potential. But will it be about his grill? I bet they go into the grill stuff, right? Remember when Hulk Hogan so. said that he was supposed to be the George Foreman grill guy? Did you ever hear that? Yes, yeah, I do remember. But that. then he ended up doing like a blender or something instead. Yeah. But I also remember when he had a restaurant chain. So there's also that. Coming next week, news of the week, TV and movies of the week, Eurovision, uh, what, predictions, I suppose? No. Yeah, we'll talk about who will, who, who will win. Okay. And we'll probably talk about the first semi-final, because that happened the day before. Right. The Power, episode six, and another digital mm -hmm. review of One Ranger. I've, no, I've not heard of this at all, so. I know what this movie is about. It is about two rangers and the other one, one of them get killed. That is why one of them is called One Ranger. The One Ranger, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it could be about just one of the Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, the blue one, I hope. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that blue. last Power Ranger movie we watched, there was only one young girl, and it was the Yellow Ranger, so maybe it's a Yellow Ranger. Right. Yeah. She was also the worst actress in that movie, so also saw that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a true statement, but maybe. 
<laughs> she was up there. Uh, she was uh, she was the worst of the new Power Rangers. I will say that since there only was one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter is going to let publishers charge users per article to read. Uh, yeah. Per article read. So like each time you read the article, you'd have to pay. Yeah, that sounds uh, like an enormously good idea there, Mr. Musk. I, I don't really use... Uh, well, I used to use Twitter a lot for news. Now I don't mm. use it very much at all. Um, if they did this, I wouldn't use it ever, I guess. <laughs> I guess... Why, as like a news station, would you want to do that on Twitter? Because you already, like, no as, like, blue. if you were, yeah. like, if you go to New York Times and you want to see specific articles, they already have a paywall, right? So yeah. why would they need it on a paywall on Twitter also? Seems weird. Yeah, I don't really understand how they are going to monetize this. I don't understand how it will work. I don't understand the reason. There's a lot of things I don't really understand about this. Like, what if you go to a New York Times article and... and you pay to see it on Twitter, and then you go to the the link, and it puts you onto a paywall on the New York Times site. Right. I, I, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it doesn't. Do you know what else that doesn't make any sense? No. Me. Okay. <laughs> I don't make any sense today. I don't know why I'm so goofy. I'm a goofy guy. Have you seen the new uh, Dune trailer look? I don't think so. Maybe. Is there? Okay. Is it brand new? Yeah. Uh, it was out four hours ago, it says. Okay. I haven't seen it. No, Maybe me neither. We shall we, we, we uh, watch it at the end of the Jeremy round. How about that? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing right now... Hmm. That H3 seems they're live, and it says having a conversation with Ollie London. Oh. That could okay. be super interesting. Uh, if anybody yeah. doesn't know, Ollie London is the transracial, or mm. formerly transracial person who is now like a right-wing grifter, right? Yeah. Yes. Super grifter. Yeah, very weird guy, for sure. Uh, okay. he, he, he's maybe a little bit worse than, uh, and the, the last one that was a grifter. Are you talking about Milo? I am talking about Milo. I think they are like similar, they have sim, they had similar paths as far as like how they got famous, right? Yeah. I agree, yeah. Uh, what else happened on YouTube this week? Uh, oh, the... Steven Crowder video came out of him berating oh, his wife. God. Yeah. Basically emotional abuse is when some there are there's people saying possible physical abuse but there's no proof of that. It's alleged. Right. Uh he sounds like a tremendously nice person to be with. Uh said absolutely no one. Very controlling and just kind of manipulative the way he's treating his wife who Yeah. At the time of the also video, was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, if you don't want to do your wifely duties, you're not getting the car. Right. And, like, yeah. you're not supposed to stress out pregnant women to begin with, let alone for right. this stupid-ass bullshit that, like, something like, uh, what, uh, feeding the dog, it sounded like, or, like, something like that, or walking the dog, that's what mm -hmm. it was. It's like, just you go walk the dog. She's pregnant with twins. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're a weirdo. Uh, yeah. The last episode of uh, the Late Late Show with James Corden is done. Are you crying, Luke? No. Uh, no? A, I think You're not sad? I saw that, I think uh, Stephen Colbert came out and said that they're not going to do their show either because of the writer's strike. They're going to stop producing that show also for a while. Uh, James Corden, I think, is going off because uh, everybody hates him. I think that's a different well, he had story. His, he had his last episode because it was actually he said it last year that it was going to be his last episode. Right, so, that's when all yes. the controversy happened, right? With like the mm -hmm. restaurant thing and all that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not going to see a uh, lot. Of, I don't watch any late shows anymore, so I haven't in a while. No, I haven't seen James Corden in quite a while. I I watched. Uh, I watched uh, the whole final episode. It wasn't that good. <laughs> okay. Well, there was the Lily yeah. Sings late show. That was that was definitely the best well, late show amazing. ever. Yeah, that was the best night show ever. Last week we talked a lot about um, the news, like people in news getting fired, uh, different mm -hmm. like like BuzzFeed news going out of business. Now Vice news is going bankrupt yeah, yeah. so uh I'm, all these i think that's a tiny bit more sad than buzzfeed <laughs> oh well yeah i think so too it's, but i think vice has definitely fallen off in the last bunch of years oh yeah like very hard i think the way that these companies were set up 10 years ago mm -hmm. is just not as lucrative as it was and they haven't changed with the times is kind of I mean, I remember when Vice was a very good documentary sh uh, maker. Like, they made very good documentaries. Well, not only that, they did things that were edgy and, yeah. like, out-of-the-box out thinking. But they also have, like, very problematic origin story also with their founders mm -hmm. and things like that. I watched uh, Bill Maher for the first time in uh, many, many, many years this week. Okay. Uh, because... Uh, he had an interview with Elon Musk. Um, I didn't watch it, but I read some things about, like, uh, he he was just kind of, like, totally kind of kissing Elon's ass to a degree. Yeah. He was uh, bootlicking him, as they call it. Is that what they call it? Yes, that's what they call it. Yeah. Hassan got a new puppy, which was a big controversy, I guess, because <laughs> oh my God. people found out it's, like, the most expensive <sighs> dog you can buy. And so, because he's socialist, he can't have nice things. Because, you know, social democratic countries, there aren't millionaires. Oh, wait. Yeah, there are no millionaires <laughs> in, in Norway. We are super... Nobody has nice things in Norway. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah. That's how that works, we, right? Yeah, yeah. I—I yeah. I mean, I live under a bridge, with uh, no no shelter. That's but, what. Yeah, what I of do. course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because it's a socialist country. You can't have nice things there. Uh, PewDiePie uh, proved once and for all that he's very, very smart. Uh, I did that game that he did after him, and I didn't even get it uh, as far as he did in the video. But it was very, very fun. I have a feeling he was probably looking up cheats, but maybe not. Uh, maybe he's really smart. It was still funny. Uh, the, huh? We talked about uh, the Jacksepticeye current gameplays thing last week. Yeah. They beat Joe Rogan this week for the they number did. one podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they just came out with a new episode last night, which I haven't listened to yet. But uh, me neither. I've got to work on Friday, so I think I'll save it for then, so I can have something to listen to. Okay, uh, I don't have anything more interesting. That was it for me. So let's watch this trailer for the new mm. Dune Part Two. Which everybody was kind of upset, not upset, but everybody was like, not excited the way the first one ended, because it didn't really have a right. great kind of um, wrap-up. Like, it had a cliffhanger at the end of episode one with the army oh, is yeah. setting up yeah. and getting ready to go out to battle and everything, but like, mm -hmm. that's not really a great cliffhanger, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and it's also a two and a half hour build up. That's to, to this movie, example. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I really like Dune. Uh, so I'm, I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I'm, I'm at least interested in seeing the ending. I mean, there's movies that I'm more excited about, but I'm, in, I'm interesting enough. Interested enough. Yep. All right, let's check out the trailer. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, please be sandworms. Breathtaking. When you see sand here, imagine I will water. be a little upset if, if there's in. no sandworms in this. You dive in. Yes, it's called swimming. I hate sand. I don't believe you. I also hate sand. So does Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. My many secrets. <laughs> the darkest of them all may remain. <laughs> That's the deep. God. The end of House Atreides. My father didn't believe in revenge. Okay. What if Paul Atreides were still alive? Oh. I gotcha. I'm definitely not giving like a lot of details. But no, is, I think this is probably like the first of many trailers to come out. So I also like that it. Is that really Zendaya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't remember her being in the first one. Oh yeah, she was. We all know that. It was a while. When did the first one came out? Like a couple years ago at this point, right? Uh, two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, 2021, sorry. But yeah, it definitely looks very sandy. <laughs> if you have a phobia of sand, this is not the movie yeah. for you. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure I like this trailer, to be honest. Looks a little bit warm. That's the sandworm you were talking about, obviously. They didn't yeah. show it, but it was under the under the sand. 
Maybe I need to see them together. Is this gonna be the last one of the movies, or is there a third one? Yeah. Oh. No. Timothée Chalamet is a very good actor, so. Oh yeah, he's great, and he was great in the first one also. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure I like that trailer. But um. It, it felt yeah. like very weirdly like dis like there was one whole scene and then the rest of it was like little clips like very yeah just a weirdly put together trailer. It didn't feel like it was kind of like actiony uh, enough for me. It looked a little like uh, yeah. Funny enough, it looked a little like Star Wars. I'm not a big fan of that. I was definitely getting Star Wars vibes right off the yeah. very in the very first bit of it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another another digital another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.